Who? He, meaning he was not being redeemed. But he had to come and bless his life and his ministry. And tell him, now you can go do it. Who is this that God sets up to bless the Messiah? Ah. Did you understand me? Do you understand why I want to know who this Simeon is? His role was big. We are going to see very shortly. And that's why when I'm looking at the column that talks about the righteousness he beheld, coming all the way to the Noah's type of righteousness, I'm unveiling what righteousness meant, that you may understand the stature of him that was appointed to go and bless the Messiah and bless his ministry and release him. Number two, devout man. Devout. Under devout, number one means God-fearing. Number two, reverent. Number three, obedient. Number four, faithful. Number five, not proud. Number six, not arrogant. Can I? The third one, the Holy Spirit was upon him. Because I'm asking, who is this Simeon? I'm looking at the character of this person. You are dissecting. In other terms, in other terms, those who are in the law enforcement and so forth, it means you are developing the profile of the person. Right? The Holy Spirit was upon him before Pentecost. Number one, for the Holy Spirit to come upon him before the Pentecost, it must mean that God was using Simeon to lay groundwork, to lay down the groundwork for the coming of the Pentecost. He must have been using him to lay down the groundwork for the coming of the Pentecost. And that is true. My words are true because indeed the one about whom Simeon was to be witness was the one that was supposed to usher in the Pentecost. Hallelujah. Later today I'm going to show you that when the Lord brought forth Simeon, he was actually talking about the character of Christian salvation. What it will look like. Number two, under the Holy Spirit upon him. Number two, the Holy Spirit used to come upon a select few, very, very few selected by God to accomplish a specific mission. A select few. He used to come upon a select few to accomplish a specific mission. The Holy Spirit used to come upon a select few to accomplish a select mission, specific mission. Look at this now. The Holy Spirit, number one, used to come upon prophets because of their assignment, right? Even the kings, you remember? Because of their assignment. And now we see Simeon also, no, even the temple builders. You remember people like Bezalel? The Holy Spirit came upon them, gave them wisdom how to build the, the dressing of the priest at the temple. And Moses was told, consult with them. Right? And now we see Simeon, he, the Holy Spirit comes upon him for a special mission of being able to identify and reveal the Messiah to the nations. Judges chapter 3 verse 10. 1 Samuel 10 6. 2 Chronicles 15 1. Ezekiel 11.5 First Samuel 16.13 First Chronicles 12.18 Simeon was waiting for the, for the promise of the Holy Spirit. 
That's another thing we know about Simeon. They're watching and waiting, right? So now that your promise has come, promise, right? Can we read it first? Before I come to the gospel, Simeon preaches the church. All this is just, just opening up the character of Simeon. You understand? This is not the gospel he gives the church. Simeon was anticipating the day in the temple for some time. Number one is that scripture I gave. Number two, was anticipating this day in the temple for some time. Meaning, he was really in the temple for many years waiting for this. Ah! How awesome. Have we waited in the temple? You know the temple is a place of worship. Have we waited in worship? He eagerly expected to see the Messiah. Ah! The key word there is eagerly. Eagerly. Is there anybody in the present day church that is eagerly expecting to see the Messiah? Because I said, he went like this. Can you tell that mother to, to, to come forward a little bit? He walked like this for that day. So you can imagine. He eagerly expected to see the Messiah. What a place to be. Is the church eagerly expecting to see the Messiah? Simeon was waiting to see the consolation of Israel, meaning the deliverer of Israel. And then we have Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1. Peter said, Comfort ye, comfort ye. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem. Tell them they have done twice their time. Now the Messiah has come and prepare the way. So you see that. So this is what Simeon, that's Isaiah 41 to 2. This is the waiting that Simeon was waiting. Right? The reason Simeon says he calls him the consolation of Israel because Simeon knew he was bringing reconciliation with God. The consoler of Israel. Consolation of Israel. Consolation of humanity, the church. Bringing consolation. Meaning remission. Sana when you're being delivered now because we're building this tower from Egypt. Remember that. Where there's brutal slavery. Then he says, now bringing consolation, meaning remission from pain. A breather. A relief. The reliever of Israel. The comforter of Israel. So he understood deeper about this Messiah that was coming. Yeah. He was to bring peace by reconciliation, then peace with God. Peace, finally. Peace. peace. I want us now to look deeper on some things about this Simeon. Here. Number one, Simeon addresses God as sovereign Lord. Ah! Leo <laughs> That's number one now. Deeper now with Simeon. I realize that even the way he addresses the Lord is different. He says, Sovereign Lord. He addresses him in no other way other than Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord. Then I went to dictionary. I said, what is Sovereign Lord? I, I went for the word Sovereign. Then I said, that means Simeon understood the following. Sovereign Lord means one who has legal authority over persons. Eh! <laughs> now I'm beginning to understand why God chooses Simeon. Simeon understood God deeper. And the question becomes, since when did the present church ever address Jehovah as sovereign Lord? They joke with him left and right. 
But Simeon understood this one. He is the one that has legal authority over all persons on the earth created. Boy, I'm just now coming from the dictionary, the meaning of sovereign Lord. I found out that Simeon addresses God different from the present day church. He knew that he, this is the one who has number A, who has whole, who has who has legal authority. Legal, legal, legal. Did you understand legal? He has by law, by established statutes, nothing less. It is established by law that he has authority over men. So it's incontestable. It is undebatable, undiscussable. You cannot discuss it. It is by law established that he is the one who has been offered by the courts of heaven. The courts have granted him legal authority, custodianship over in the courts where he is the chief justice. B. That means the one that deserves reverence. Because he is sovereign, so you like it or not, you have to give him what? Reverence. You like it or not, by law. Upende usipende. It's established by statutes of heaven. Right? <laughs> Simeon by using the word sovereign lord the, the phrase sovereign lord Simeon understands that that means that the lord is the supreme ruler supreme supreme ruler supreme meaning there is no higher if you go to the supreme court there is no other court of recourse after that just supreme court period it is done and for them you know what they do they look at the law they look at the case in hand or evidence and everything. Then they tell you, this is the law. That's what they say. This is the law. That's what they say. They are not into discussions and arguments with you. They say, no, this is the position of the law. You like it or not? <laughs> Simeon understands all this about Jehovah. So Simeon understands Jehovah more than you do. The present day church. I am interested in knowing who is this Simeon? How can he take the Messiah in his arms and bless? So I began to go deeper and dissect. How does he even address God? You see that? Supreme Lord means the crown head. The crowned head. Crowned. Crowned head. Supreme Lord. Sovereign Lord. Sovereign Lord means the crowned head. Meaning the one wearing the crown. And that is where the point of reference to the church now. Has the church also understood the Lord this way? And remember, we are worshipping the same God. The other point in the way Simeon addresses the Lord is that when he says sovereign Lord, it means head of state. Head of state. <laughs> because he's saying that, you see, sovereignty. That you know, we have a national sovereignty as Kenya. Nobody can push us. So Simeon understands this about this Lord and his kingdom. He enjoys head of state sovereignty, meaning the interests of the kingdom are not on table for discussion. They have not been tabled for discussion. Not at all. And they are not just about to be tabled yet. And they will never ever be tabled. They are not out for discussion. Now you understand why God chooses Simeon. 
Even his way of addressing God alone, we have not gone the message, but he's giving message already, right? And then Simeon, meaning monarch. Sovereign Lord means a monarch. If you go to countries with kings, they rule without vote. They are there by right of inheritance. Simeon was understanding deeper that this was about a monarchy that is not debatable. Has the church of this day and age understood that Jehovah is the ultimate authority, has legal authority and legal right over all created man, creation. If we are going to learn something from Simeon, if there is a message going to come from Simeon, has the church conformed to this on the same God? Number two, when Simeon saw the Lord, he calls the Lord Jesus your salvation. That's number two now. Sovereign Lord, as you are promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Simeon calls the Lord Jesus your salvation. And he says, that has been prepared in the sight of all men. Simeon is so powerful as a witness unto the Messiah. And when you go through just the person Simeon is, you see the shortfalls of church. And you see where the church ought to be, right? When Simeon recognizes the Messiah, can I do this now? Let me do the following. Everybody focus. Simeon used to be here. For many years. Many, many years he was here. He was here. And he was going to the temple and checking and coming out. And checking and coming. And checking and coming. So many years. But look at this now. Simeon. The Bible says very clearly here. That compelled by the Holy Spirit. Pushed by the Holy Spirit. Revealed to by the Holy Spirit. He ran to the temple courts. And then he said these words with a baby like this. This is why it's very important at this hour. I sat down and I looked. Some of, some of my being in Israel for seven years really teaches me here. There's so much I learned there. Look at this. I sat down and I said, just a moment. When I look at the... First of all, let me describe the Jewish woman. I'm talking about Hasidim, the Orthodox. But they, they don't mix with the, the rest of the Jews. They don't. Hasidim, the Orthodox Jews, with strings and strings, right? Black heart and so forth, right? Listen to this. The Jewish woman, her hair, Nobody will ever see her hair except her husband on the day of her wedding. That's why you see they tied and cover with a hat. In fact, some of them even wear a wig on top of it and then the hat. That nobody may ever see her hair. It's a shame. It's as though your virginity is broken. 
maturity. <laughs> the Jewish woman. So I asked. I asked. Look. Why are women not allowed to enter the synagogue? According to the law of Moses. Why? Why are women not allowed to enter inside there? I asked two questions. And then, why are they not Why do they wear the hat all the time? Number one, they said the hat is the, 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 sorry, the hair is the feminine part of the woman. And so, if you take women there and with her hair and men are worshipping, some men will fall. You cannot even look like that at this place because in the church it has happened. If you, I, I sat down and I looked at the design of the temple. Even if you look at the book of Hebrews chapter 9, whatever. But the design of the temple. The inner sanctuary and the outer court. This outer one was called the court of women. And it was in the same place that was the court of the Gentiles. The Gentiles were not allowed to enter. The women were never allowed to enter. And the Gentiles were never allowed to enter. Only the Hebrew people, the men, entered there to open the Torah. If you worship there, women were in the women court, the Gentiles here. All of you, all of us were supposed to be there. That tells me that there is no way Mary would have crossed over from the women's court and entered the men's sanctuary. Do you understand? Because she was very low abiding. So there is no way she would have crossed and said, no, I cross. I just go there now. I'm going in there. She wouldn't have said that. She wouldn't have said that. That tells me that the meeting between Simeon and the Messiah actually took place in the women's court, the Gentile court out there. The out court, outer court if you want. How? How did it take place? That's why I said I'll give you the mechanics. The mechanism. Look at this now. Let's look at the mechanism. John chapter 1 verse 33. Let's look at the mechanism. How it happened. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me that the man on whom you see the spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. He's saying that John himself said, I would not have known him except that I saw the dream. You understand? You understand what the prophet of the Lord is saying here? I saw the dream. And in the dream, because for us we get to see the day before it comes. All the detail, a lot of detail. A lot, so much Kabisa. And hidden detail. John says, I would not have known him. Except, he says, in the dream I saw, the Lord showed me that when people come, when they come in many to be baptized, but the one on whom the Spirit would descend and remain, that is He. You see God's identification. Number two, you people here in this ministry, 
you know that the earth has been waiting for. Who is he? Who is he that is going to come and prepare us? It is in the Bible. It is written. Everybody has been waiting. They say, no, 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 no. no. This condition of the church is wrong. Somebody has to come. God, you have to send somebody. In fact, there are women who are praying in Kenya and many countries, right? So, the world has been waiting for who is this that the Bible said would come and prepare us? And look at this. But his stripes and his features and characteristics are in the Bible. So they say, but nobody will lie to us. Because that one, when he comes, he will have key, the key to heaven. He can he command heaven to open and he will obey and open. That one, when he comes, he can do this. The stripes are in the Bible, right? So, meaning, incontestable, unmistakable, right? But look at this. You in, the, in this ministry, look at this. You remember in three meetings, and some more are coming though, which I've seen, but in three meetings already, I saw in the dream before that I'm in the meeting. I've not shared deeper things though. I'm in the meeting at the altar and the glory of God, the cloud of straight glory from heaven came all the way and covered me at the altar. Straight cloud of glory. And I've never shared, which I'm sharing here now for those who have not known this yet. I think I shared it first time a few times ago. A few times now. Three or four. But listen to this now. And for me, as you are there with me, as I'm in the meeting at the altar, when the cloud came all the way like this and covered me, the Lord removed me and took me to heaven. But those in the meeting saw the man of God there. <laughs> it's time to wake up. God's way of identification is the same. In other words, the Lord was saying to the nation, look, that is he, that one, that one, that one there. They're, they're, they're pointing at him. Heaven pointed at him like this. It's him, that one, that one, that one. That is the one, that one, that one, that one. That, 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 that one, that one, that one, that one. Because that one now, because now, because now, now that way of identification is incontrovertible. It's incontrovertible. Undeniable, unmistakable. Undiscussable. Because that one now is beyond human nature, right? You see that one, that one. So I tell people now, heaven pointed at him. If you thought that was not enough, the next meeting, the next three times now, and I've seen more. Listen to this. Listen. Listen. He told him, tomorrow when they come to baptize, the one you see, the glory come down and remain, meaning going with him like this place to place. That is he. Now look at this. Look at this. Now, Simeon. Simeon was waiting. Which, who is this baby that is going to come? <laughs> look at this now. Simeon was waiting and then looking at like this. But he says, compelled by the Holy Spirit. He saw him. Look at this. And he ran there and hold, hold him. And what he said is the following. That now I've seen your salvation. But beyond that he says, he said, the light that shines among the Gentiles. Yeah. So Simeon saw the glory on the baby. Did you understand me? Because he would have asked, well, how could he have known? No, he said it. He said, compelled, moved by the spirit. He saw, and then look at this. Simeon was in the inner sanctuary worshipping. And what were they worshipping there? This is what they were worshipping. Lord, you look at this thing, Lord. Israel needs deliverance. Now need to be restored. Please send the Messiah, please. It's really time. 
It's really the hour. You must send now. You cannot delay. This, this thing is bad now. It's getting ugly now. Huh? They are praying that the Messiah be sent. That the Lord send the Messiah. But Simeon is with them there. But what amazes me is this. When Simeon sees the light of the glory of the Lord on the baby, Simeon, the Bible says, he runs. He runs from the inner sanctuary to the outer court. <laughs> and what amazes me is only one simple thing. He does not reveal to anybody that, hey, hey, you guys, the Messiah you are praying about is there. He's being revealed out there. He does not say it. Ah, I fear this God. He does not say this. The Messiah you are waiting for is out. He's being revealed out there. Simeon leaves people praying out in there and Simeon rushes out and then look at this. And he holds the baby. And he says, wow! Simeon reveals the Messiah to the nations. Amen. And you need to ask yourself, why in the outer court? The temple of God in Jerusalem was the place where God used to visit his people. It was also when they sacrificed well, where the glory did what? Dwelt among his people. Came down meaning God dwelt among his people. Right? Visited his people, dwelt among his people. Right? And in so doing, when the cloud came, it became the revelation of God to his people. Three things. Visit his people, dwell among his people in the cloud, revelation of God. Right? Listen to this now. When it was time for the Messiah to be revealed unto the nations, it is so beautiful and befitting that the Messiah had to be revealed in the temple of God in Jerusalem. How beautiful. Not any other place. Those of you who are in the spirit have seen the significance of this point. Because everything always revolves around Israel and Jerusalem, and the temple of God. He would not be revealed anywhere else except inside the temple of his God. Did you understand? The other point is this. When it was time for the Messiah to be revealed, in the temple of Israel, of God, the God of Israel, he was revealed in the outer court, outside the temple. Outside the main sanctuary. Could it be that he was saying, look, this sanctuary will reject me? Did you understand me properly? Could it be that he was saying that? That this sanctuary here, the people worshipping here will reject me? Could it be that he was saying the same thing that another one said, the one that was baptizing said? Said, my father may have been a priest, but I'm not going to minister there. Because of dysfunction that is there. Did you understand? And Simeon was the priest to whom the Messiah was brought to be blessed. That speaks a lot of volumes. Because <coughs> you must see an overlap of priesthood. If you look at the time zones, which I, did, I said I don't want to go into. Then you find, but where is Zechariah? You understand? 
could it be that the Lord was saying there is dysfunction in there? I am going to be revealed among the Gentiles. My own people reject me. Because, you see, Simeon is revealing the Messiah to the nations out here, if you follow the utterances. And inside, they are still worshipping, Lord, bring the Messiah. Could it be the reason he came from Bethany, triumphant entry, and entered, went around the outer court and just went away? They were inside worshipping. Worshipping what? Lord, bring the Messiah. Lord, bring the Messiah. But the Messiah was here. Could it be that he was saying that his own would reject him? Could it be that he was saying the Gentiles would receive him? Could it be that he was saying, look, no wonder today there are so many women who love him more than men? Be careful. Huh? So there are many beautiful points here. But I just wanted to break loose and bring to you. But now we can read the points as they come. Then I will expand on the other new ones. Hallelujah. So I say the first one in the way Simeon addresses the Lord, right? The second one I said, Simeon calls the Lord Jesus your salvation. Meaning the eyes of the Lord of Simeon opened. The Lord opened his eyes. So when he saw the Messiah, he saw the salvation of God. And Simeon, amazingly, at the time when Jerusalem, where he was, is waiting for the Redeemer of Jerusalem, the Savior of Jerusalem, Simeon sees that this salvation is going to be what? A light of revelation to the Gentiles, and that glory that came down is going because under the temple of Israel. Say, the glory to your people, Israel. Simeon sees that the Messiah comes to redeem too. Not just the Jews, but the Gentiles. Ah, could it be that the Lord is saying that when he called Israel his firstborn nation and he, has, he had a vision and mission of God for Israel that he intended that when Israel worships him well separated as in Exodus 19 verses 3 to 10 and Israel worships him well and the glory of God comes to Israel. That that glory will also be the light of God to the Gentile nations when Israel worships well. Meaning, then she will be able to evangelize the nations as firstborn. And marshal, recruit all nations towards the worshiping of this God. Could it be that's what the Lord was saying? That Israel was supposed to have worshipped the Lord with faithfulness, not promiscuity faithfulness and in the process the glory would come down and when the glory comes down it would also reveal God light of revelation to the dark Gentiles remember the Gentiles had not received revelation on the Messiah they had not even known the way of reconciliation with God the Gentiles had not known how to graft how to get into the family of God it was only Israel and yet now it is Israel and the church could it be that the Lord was saying through Simeon, or Simeon was telling the church today, that the revelation he received is this, that the task which Israel failed to do, the task that Israel failed to accomplish to be a revelation of God to the Gentiles, to reveal Jehovah to the Gentiles, that now 
the salvation, the Messiah comes to reveal, to accomplish that which Israel could not. Because he's saying that there is a mission for Israel to accomplish. To worship the God, God of Israel, right? The glory comes, then to reveal this God to the nations. So in that way, Israel becomes firstborn nation. Nation of firstborn. Remember I said, evangelize to the other bonds, right? To bring the light of God, the Gentiles, who are in darkness, right? But Israel, because of breaking the covenant all the time, failed in that mission, right? And now that which Israel failed to do, the Messiah comes to accomplish. Simeon says that, and the light of revelation unto the Gentiles. Are you saying that? So can we continue? So he calls him your salvation. And what amazes me, the Hebrew name of Jesus, which is Yeshua, means salvation. Yeshua means salvation. And Simeon says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Meaning, when Simeon beheld that baby, the Christ, in his arms like this to bless, he saw the entire process. He saw the deliverance of the church. He saw the cross. That's the salvation of man. Right? Simeon saw salvation. That the cross is the salvation of man. Nothing else. Only that he came to accomplish. The cross. Can I move on? And he says, Simeon sees Jesus as extending to, number one, the Gentiles and the Jews. That I've mentioned. So I said, I go free, then I read for you the order, right? Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Let us see what Simeon saw. The same message the angel gave is what Simeon saw. He says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Not some, the people. All the people. Do what Simeon saw? Simeon saw what the angel was talking about when the angel came to announce his coming, right? Simeon repeats the same words of the message the angel gave. That's what I've just said. Spoke to the nations. Number seven, Simeon sees the same light of the nations that Isaiah saw in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. The people walking in darkness, the Gentiles, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Do you understand why you see in the Gentile court? As a light of revelation to the people in darkness to whom God has not yet been revealed. Do you understand? When you say a light of revelation in Gentiles, Simeon saw the exact light as I saw. Simeon sees the following. That the Messiah is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many. Which means Simeon sees that depending on how people respond to Jesus and his message, their destiny will be determined. 
Again, let me repeat this. Simeon says that this Messiah, this child, is caused, is destined to cause, destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel, and by extension the nations, right? And then he says, that can only mean that Simeon saw that depending on how people receive Jesus and his message, their destiny would be determined right there and then. Simeon says, he says, this he calls the parents, he blesses the parents, and then he says, Look, he says, This son is destined to cause the falling and rising of men in Israel, and by extension, of course, the Gentiles. And he says, That means Simeon saw that based on the way this Jesus, number one, and his message, number two, will be received by people, their destiny will determine right there and then. Simeon says, that he waits for so long. And when the Messiah is revealed, he goes, he goes, he takes the Messiah like this. When he takes the Messiah in his arm like this, listen to what he says. Sovereign Lord! Sovereign Lord! Now my eyes have seen your promise. You can now dismiss your servant in peace. He said, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, Remember the promise of the Holy Spirit? You see that? You now dismiss yourself and it is. Look at this now. Simeon is speaking to church. As you promised. Meaning, whenever the Holy Spirit promises, he must always fulfill it. That's the message of the church. And he's asking today's church, how about you? Why are you acting as though the Holy Spirit is a liar? This present church is acting as though the Holy Spirit no longer. And yet the Holy Spirit promised that the Messiah is coming back. He said the Messiah is coming back. Why are you breaking heart and say, ah, whatever, as though the, as the Holy Spirit is lying? It's an indictment to the present day church. He's asking, are you also having the same Holy Spirit? But this Holy Spirit, what he told me, I told him, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, it has been fulfilled now. Meaning the Holy Spirit when he promises must always be what? Fulfilled. Number two. Simeon by holding the baby. He said, Sovereign Lord, as you promised, my eyes have now seen your promise. You can now dismiss your servant in peace. Look at this. Simeon, when he holds the Messiah, Then he tells God, now it's okay, I can go now. Meaning, Simeon is saying this, for those who behold the Messiah, for those who behold the Messiah, and I know you know who it is, the church, for those that behold the Messiah, and salvation, his salvation, your salvation, his salvation is in their view, like this they can see. Huh? He says, how rubbished is the world around them? <laughs> how useless is the world? Huh? He says, for those that behold this salvation, this Messiah, and his salvation, the sal- your salvation, is in their sight, rather in their view, close view. He's saying, how useless 
how collapsed is the world around them. Because Simeon never says, now that I've seen the promise, allow me go say bye-bye to my people. He never says that. He says, now I can die. I can go. Oh! Meaning, there is no greater treasure than this. Did you understand? That for those who behold the salvation of this Messiah, they behold the greatest treasure in heaven and on earth. And everything else about the earth collapses. Simeon is saying, Simeon is saying, when you behold the Messiah and his salvation, your salvation is in your view. The world around you collapses. He did not say, Lord, release me to go say bye-bye to my firstborn. He said, now I can die. He said, now I can go. In what? In peace. Meaning, how beautiful is the death of a righteous person. Did you understand the message? Did you understand the message of all this? He's saying, how beautiful, how peaceful is the death of a righteous person. Meaning, Simeon is asking, why does this present day church cry so much? Why are they crying? Why are they fearing death like that? Could it be that these people are not righteous? He's saying, for me now that I'm, I've seen his salvation and I behold it, and the church does, now I also accept death in peace. Meaning, how peaceful is the death of a righteous man? How peaceful is the death of a righteous person? Meaning, for those who welcome the Messiah, like you welcome the Messiah, Listen, for those to whom the Messiah and God's salvation has been revealed to, like Simeon, revealed to, holding him, now they can also welcome death. Did you understand? That is the message Simeon is asking the church. How come you church, you cry too much? You fear death too much? Simeon is asking, could it be true? But the reason this church cries so much, whee, whee, everybody in your neighborhood will know that you are sick. You are crying, all your mother, your sisters, everybody, you are crying. Whee. Why does this church fear death? Could it be that this church is not righteous? Did you understand the indictment Simeon brings to the church? And that's why I have preached for many years saying, that it is always good to be ready. To be righteous. And holy. That if you die before the rapture. It is still okay. Or if the rapture comes before you die. It is still alright. Did you understand? Simeon is saying. For those who behold the salvation of this Messiah. In their hands. Having received the Holy Spirit there too. For this purpose. He is saying. Then there is no more fear of death. Because when Simeon beheld him. Simeon received the revelation that. This Messiah. Has crushed death. Did you understand now? Because Simeon said. Now release your servant in peace. Meaning, now I go in peace. He said, it's okay. If you die and you're righteous, it's okay. 
It is glory to the Lord. A righteous person has come. If the rapture happens before you die, it's okay. Did you understand people? Oh yes. It's not even a joke. How come to you you are the holders of this salvation like Simeon did in your hands and you still value the world? He's saying that for those who behold the salvation of this Messiah the world is poorer. The world is rubbished. The world is trashed. The world has collapsed. The world has no value. And that's why Simeon is asking, how come the church of this hour still values the world at the same time they're holding the salvation of Jehovah? This son, this Messiah, this firstborn, is destined to cause the falling and rising of men in Israel and by extension the earth, right? But listen. Could it be that Simeon was saying that he has seen Jeremiah chapter 8 verses 4 to 12? Say to them, this is what the Lord says, when men fall down, do they not get up? All the way down. Could it be that Simeon saw the people that would reject this Messiah? Who are those people? Look at this now. Who are they? They are the people that will say, Tell us, by whose authority are you doing these things? And they are busy worshipping there as he's being revealed out here. Tell us, by whose authority are you doing these things? Romans chapter 9 verse 33. He says, as it is written, see, I lay in Zion a stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. This pertains to the gospel of the stone. There is a stone that causes men to fall on the other side. Simeon also says that this Messiah will be a sign. A sign that will be spoken against. A sign that will be spoken against. But you know that when prophecy speaks, the fulfillment is always a sign, right? So you are saying that this was the fulfillment of biblical prophecy. But let's move on now. Simeon says, this Messiah that has come holding him is a sign because of him. Now, the thoughts of the hearts of many <laughs> will be revealed. Ah. the thoughts of many will be revealed and in a negative sense first I was talking about judgment what does Simeon see? 
in a negative sense. Meaning, those will think evil, it will be revealed. Do you remember Isaiah? When Isaiah says, the blood that is shed here will be revealed. Negative sense now. And now moving towards the judgment seat of Christ, the Simeon, so. But it is going to be well. Hmm? The thoughts of many will be revealed. You can write that. Number one. Meaning, I, 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 just, I just went to dictionary. It says, the content of their reasoning, the conclusions they reach through reasoning, make sure you bring it deep and talk about human reasoning. That's why I'm saying negative. You understand? The content of their human reasoning, their carnal reasoning, the conclusions they reach by the, with their human minds. Do you understand the things that will be revealed? Because sometimes I wondered, why is the Lord showing me? Like, to, today I'm going to preach, so and so will sit here, will wear blue, red, whatever. When you mention this part, this person will be thinking this. Sometimes he only shows me the bad things that will be thought. Why not show me you're so good? The content of their human reasoning will now be revealed. Can we move on? The conclusions reached through their human reasoning, their thoughts will be revealed, their opinions will be revealed. All these things I'm talking about happen to Jesus. Hallelujah. Their opinions will be revealed. I said the design, and then when you look at the Greek meaning of revealed, that's why I said I want to go to the judgment seat of Christ. The Greek meaning of revealed, revealed in Greek equal to apocalypse. Meaning, at the time of the judgment seat of Christ, now he said, on that day he will reveal all the thoughts of man. What you ever thought, what your heart ever skimmed. Matthew chapter 10, 26. So do not be afraid of them. There is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. If you look at the deeper meaning of revealed really in that Greek, it says the revealing of hidden things in the light. In the light. Do you understand what he said here now? That there is nothing that is hidden or concealed that will on that day not be revealed. And he says here, the judgment seat of the Messiah, Romans chapter 2 verse 16. What Simeon meant by, the thoughts of many will be revealed. The hidden thoughts. He said, this will take place on the day when God will judge men's secrets through Jesus Christ as my gospel declares. Acts chapter 17 verse 31. In fact, I've been reading verse 30 for a long time. Right? All over the world. And then now verse 31. See, verse 31 is the reason he speaks about that verse 30. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Now verse 31 is the reason he commands this, right? Why? 31. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Do you understand what Simeon saw? 
Simeon saw the real end. That's why he says, I can go, I can die. But he saw that he has defeated death, which we are coming to. He has defeated death. So I can now go in peace. But he saw the judgment of the thought of the hearts of men. Second Corinthians, precious people. Chapter 5, verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad, including the thoughts of the heart. Hallelujah. There is honor here, right? There is also honor. When Simeon was beholding the Messiah and blessing, a woman appears. Four years old, very old. She has been on in the temple day and night. Can you imagine? She married, and that time lots of people were marrying at 18, right? So she lived only for seven years, and then for the rest of the time, widowed in the temple. Can you imagine? Hallelujah. When she saw that, she appeared also. And the Bible says she began to speak also words about this Messiah. And guess what? And she said, the Bible says she spoke to those who were waiting for the deliverance of what? Jerusalem. Meaning she spoke to, she rebuked the sanctuary incident. For her, when Simeon came and talked about both salvation for the Gentiles, yet Simeon was talking more about the Gentiles, for her she came and rebuked those who were inside there. That he is being revealed here. What are you doing there? Because remember, this woman was 84 years old in the outer sanctuary, in the outer court. She never crossed in. Excuse me. I'm wondering, are there any widows in the church? Are there the honors of today? Because the Bible tells me that this widow she was praying and fasting on a daily basis day and night for many years and the Lord is looking for the widows of virtue the widows of God the widows of honor the widows he can use to reveal the Messiah to the, to the, the, the stone hearted to the inner sanctuary stone hearted and when I look at today's widows, when your husband dies, I see most of you, after you've taken the dead body, you come back to a city, lock yourself for a week, buy a cloth, a short cloth, Cinderella, with round bubbles, round red, green, round, round, like this, with round Short Cinderella. After one week, you wash yourself properly and smear Vaseline and wear slippers. I see the widows of this hour walking like that, short dress walking after one week. Where are the honors of this day? And this woman was there for all those years in the outer court, not inside. And when the Messiah came, the Lord revealed to her, where the women that the Lord will 
Messiah. That they may go and rebuke the hard-hearted. To the gospel of Simeon, this church. He said, number one, the Holy Spirit came upon him. Meaning, how about you, right? Number two, he was promised that he would witness the coming of the Messiah. Number three, that promise came as a revelation from the Holy Spirit. Number four, he must have waited for a very, very long time. Watching and waiting is the word. Number five, Simeon was the priest to whom Jesus was brought to be blessed, not redeemed. Simeon is the one that was tipped to reveal the Messiah to the nations. That's why you see he ran out to the sanctuary and he announced, Sovereign Lord, mine eyes have now seen the promise. Now dismiss your servant in peace. You have fulfilled the promise. I have seen your salvation. He revealed that this Messiah is the salvation to the nations. So he revealed the Messiah to the nations. What an awesome task. Right? What a wonderful tipping. He was tipped to be the one that would go there and reveal the Messiah that this is he. Right? The temple was always a center of worship and the place where God met his people and God dwelt with his people. The temple was the place where God, number one, always visited his people. Number two, the cloud came at worship and dwelt among his people. Number three, when the cloud came, that became the revelation of God to his people. Three things. And he said, when it was time for God the Son to be revealed to his people also, God the Son. Then it also had to happen where? In the Jerusalem temple. And he says, when it was time for God the Son to be revealed to the nations, it also happened in the temple where God used to come to visit his people, right? However, it was in the outer court. No wonder now when the cloud of God comes, it is coming in the Gentile church out in Kisumu. There is one. He said, stay here, stay here. And the assistant said, no, no, I cannot stay. He was lying to him. He said, stay here, I'm coming. No, I cannot stay. Stay here, please. I'm going to come back. Let just hold on here. No, I cannot. Until they cross the river together on the other side, outside Israel. And then, over there he was taken. Outside Israel. Outside Israel. And if you look at where he came from, they used to be immigrant communities, aliens. They were not Israelis. They were immigrants, the Tishbe. They lived around the Galil. They were immigrated. They had come from out, from far away. And they stayed around the Galil, the Kinneret, the Sea of Galilee. They were an immigrant community. When it was time for him to go, he crossed the river. He went, look, look, outside Israel. And from the other side, he was taken. But one thing saved them, the insistence of this person. Then he threw the garment that has sustained Israel until today. And when the Lord was calling me, he dropped for me that garment from heaven. 
and and it passed through the ceiling in a dream. So be careful. He's saying here that he had to come and dwell among his people. And ever since he entered the Jerusalem temple revealed in the outer court, from that day on he has been dwelling among his people in our hearts forever, right? Amen. Hallelujah as Lord and King, right? When it was time for him to come to be revealed, he also had come through the Jerusalem temple where God the Father used to come and visit his people, dwell among his people, be revealed among his people. But now ever since then, the Messiah came and look, he has been dwelling in his temple. Hallelujah. Forever and ever. Said that when the church is taken, even the spirit is gone, right? As a woman, Mary must not have crossed, must have not crossed past the women's court. Therefore, the meeting between Simeon and the Messiah must have taken place in the court of women, the court of Gentiles, outside the main sanctuary. We have said this before, but now formally putting it. It is hence the outcourt that the Lord revealed. It was in the outcourt that the Lord revealed his plans to send the Messiah as the deliverer of not only Israel but the nations. So it is at the outer court that he revealed his plan to bring salvation to not only Israel but even to the Gentiles. Simeon states here that having seen the Messiah, he is now ready to die and depart in peace. Implying that anyone that ever has the privilege to encounter the Messiah and behold him, his salvation is in his arms. The fear of death is erased. Is eroded. For anyone that ever has the privilege of beholding the Messiah and his salvation in his arm, in his view, the fear of death is normally done what? Erased. Simeon Beholding the Messiah was actually the prefiguration, the foreshadowing of God saying that those that will be born again will be looking like this. They will look like this. So how about this church? The church of Christ of this day. Where are the Simeons of today? And the Bible says Simeon was righteous during the dispensation of darkness. He was devout. The Holy Spirit upon him. He was watching and waiting. But where are the Simeons of today? If this was the prefiguring, the foreshadowing of the salvation that he brought, then where is the church that is walking in this faithfulness?